Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Jeff Cohn with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders from across the country. Very excited for today's episode. It's a solo episode. You get me, myself, and I today, and I'm going to be talking about leveraged roles and how we took our flagship team, Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group, from 70 to over 700 sales in less than six years, how I was able to exit the day-to-day sales, which was my active role, to be in a team leader passive role in just three three years. And I'm very excited to get into the weeds. But before I do that, I would like to invite anyone and everyone that would like to learn more about upcoming events. They'd like a free download of our elite team building guide, or they'd like to know about our next upcoming team building workshop to go out to growwithers.com. We're also just coming off of an amazing event. It was our best ever, most attended team building summit. We host every year in Omaha, Nebraska. And we've been getting a lot of feedback that people on the West Coast want us to host West and people that are South want us to host South and people on the East Coast want us to host East. So stay tuned over these next few months. We're going to be announcing dates early next year, 2023, for upcoming uh, traveling workshops. Uh, Really excited to be hosting those. We've already done one, I believe, Long Beach, California. Uh, We had one on the heels of an event in Las Vegas, and we hosted one in Miami, Florida. So we're going to be bringing you guys some great content, uh, hopefully a little bit closer to home if people don't feel comfortable flying right now, or they want to just simply drive to an event, it'll make it a little bit easier on you. So our high-level team leader coaching product is every Thursday at 11.15 Central. Anyone that's an elite real estate systems client takes advantage of a group coaching call on Zoom. It's 30 minutes of content and then 30 minutes of q and I typically kick off the first call each month. And then the following three to four calls is our success coach um, and director of sales, Andy Cuny. Um, This coming month, the month of July, we're going to be diving deep into leveraged roles. And that's what I want to talk about today. So I'm going to take you guys back to 2006. That's when I got my real estate license. Um, All of 2007, I grinded. I did it all. I did marketing. I did the signs, the lock boxes, uh, cold calling, door knocking, open houses. I spent probably over 500 hours sitting in a model of a condo. Yes, there are condos here downtown called Riverfront Place. I did expired calls, did pretty much anything and everything people told me to try out. And I split tested everything to find what worked best for me. And over time, I found that working my sphere made the most sense for me. I had a large network of people that knew me, liked me, and trusted me before I got into the business. And then, of course, as the transactions went by and the years went by, I was able to build a really strong base just from my sphere of influence. And that did really well for me for the course of about five years. In 2011, um, I was netting probably around $350,000 to $400,000 a year, but I was still active as an agent, both selling listings and buyers and spending way too much time working and less time doing the things that I loved. And I was checking out at a home improvement store. It was Lowe's in Omaha, Nebraska. And I asked a young gentleman who was checking me out how he was doing. And he gave me the cliche, I'm living the dream. 
And it hit me just at that moment, this person making $8 an hour then was living the dream. And I didn't feel like I was living the dream and I was making more money than I ever dreamed of because I didn't have the lifestyle that I wanted. And what it's all about is living and leading the lives of our dreams, independent of the income that you make, creating space to be able to actually go do the things that are important to you. And I know a lot of people listening to this make great money. Um, or aspire to make great money, but not everyone listening to this is living and leading the life of their dreams. And so that's what makes this topic so near and dear to my heart and so important. So please listen for these next 15 to 20 minutes and find ways where you can apply some of the strategies that have worked for me into your own business. Now, I know there are people listening that will already have direct reports that are filling the roles that I'm going to talk about today, but hopefully I can share a few things that might help you tweak what you're already doing so that you can make it better. So when we launched our team in 2011, um, it was September, we actually got on Boomtown and we're still with Boomtown today. Uh, we've generated over a million visitors off the Boomtown site in 10 years for 100,000 leads for 2,500 closed sales that have produced almost 20 million in volume or uh, 20 million in commission income. And over uh, the course of 2006 to 2011, while I sold full-time, I found the most important person for me to hire that was going to make me more money and less time with less energy um, and replace me in an active role was an admin. And everybody has heard this before. Your first hire is always going to be an admin. Um, and that admin can do any and every role that you can think of. My admin did all my paperwork. Uh, whenever I forgot to do certain parts of the contract, they'd make sure it was filled out. She was licensed, by the way. I got her licensed. Uh, she's become a great friend of mine. She's actually at our brokerage now, Kim Stevens. I'll give you a shout out, Kim. And uh, I would never have been able to be doing, I did 50 deals my first year when I was 23 in 2007. Uh, rookie of the year, sold more homes than any other individual new agent. And I could have never done that had I not hired Kim. She was the first leveraged role that I had as a real estate agent. Prior to that, in college and before college, I owned several businesses, blue-collar businesses like lawn care companies and snow removal businesses, and I understood leverage from a very early age. The idea behind the concept of leveraged roles is by creating said role, do you make more money in less time with less energy? And if the answer is yes, then you should leverage the role. And a story I'll share before I move on from the first hire, which was an admin, and share with you guys what I believe is the next, second, and third hire. One of the stories I'll share that I may have shared in the past was in regards to lawn care. Um, we have grass in Nebraska. I know most states, if you live in the suburbs, you're going to have a yard. And a lot of people like to mow their own lawn. Um, I know for a long time, I like to wash my own cars. There's certain projects that even if I could leverage it, I do it on my own just because I enjoy it. I didn't like mowing the lawn. Um, people will say it only takes 45 minutes, but there's all the prep time. You have to get gas. It makes a huge mess. Your shoes get dirty. Your feet get dirty. You have to take a shower afterwards. Um, for me, I have some allergies. And so depending on the season, if I'm mowing, I come out of it and I look like I've been bawling my eyes out and it just seemed like a pain in the butt to me, but I didn't fire, uh, sorry, I didn't hire somebody to maintain my lawn. And so I, until I started understanding this concept of leverage and my first year selling real estate, I made $96,000 net. And I worked at least 40 hours, um, 40 hours a week. I probably was working 60 hours a week. But if you just run the numbers based on 40 hour work weeks, 52 weeks out of the year, and you're making 100 grand a year, that's $50 an hour. And so if you were, were to be able to hire someone to gain you an additional hour to work on the things that make you 50 an hour, and you could hire that person for anything less than $50 an hour, net, net, you're going to come out ahead. And so I had a guy that lived down the street from me who's a dear friend of mine, Travis Jenny. He still maintains my lawn. He's maintained the lawns of like 
nine more homes um, and rental properties. And Travis said he'd mow my lawn for $25. So I'm doing the math on this and I'm thinking, okay, he's going to mow my lawn for 25 bucks. And that's essentially going to make me 50 bucks if I replace that time that I would have spent mowing on higher income producing activities. And I have now leapfrogged that strategy since all the way back to that was like 2007. Um, I've leapfrogged that strategy into everything I do. And of course, there still are activities I do that aren't the highest income producing because I like them. But for most, um, op- most operational procedural processes within my businesses, um, I've chosen to take myself out of many, many, many active roles. And for all intents and purposes, when it comes to scaling a real estate team, today I'm going to speak to two or three of the most important leveraged roles, in my opinion, for anyone who wants to exit the active role of selling and focus um, on being more of a team leader role, or if you want, just simply an owner and in a 100% passive role. Um, Some of these ideas have come from books like Millionaire Real Estate Agent, of course, from podcasts I've listened to, people I've met with, people I choose to mastermind with and then uh, books that I read, which is what the difference is between the listeners today and me. So we launched our team in 2011, and it was my mom and dad and I. Uh, they didn't own the team. I chose to. I, I started the team with the intent of growing it and becoming the number one team in Nebraska. That was my desire back in 2011. At that point, I was the number one agent, individual agent, but I wanted to have the top team. I wanted to be able to say we were the number one team in the state purely because I thought it'd be fun, just gave me a way to kind of quantify my success. And I knew right out of the gate that in addition to the admin support, I needed someone that ran um, Excel spreadsheets on the back end. I had created a pretty hefty Excel spreadsheet where I would track everything from purchase price to purchase date, how long they'd been looking at property, how many properties they looked at, any piece of quantifiable data associated to the transaction I put into an Excel spreadsheet. And I recognized it was taking me a lot of time. And I'm a DI. So for anyone that follows DISC, SCs are typically the type of personality types that are going to run spreadsheets. That really wasn't my forte, but I had taken a stats class in college. I have a degree in business, an emphasis in management, and had a love for data and statistics because they empowered they empower people and businesses to make decisions. And so I figured, hey, I'm in the real estate industry. Why not track everything? And I did the same thing when I mowed lawns. I did the same thing when I did other types of businesses. I tracked everything. So I hired Kevin McGowan, a dear friend of mine, um, to run operations for our team. And he actually came over initially as a photographer and also was going to run operations. So in addition to running the Excel spreadsheets, he also tracked signs when we delivered signs to houses. Uh, You'll never believe this, but going back to 2011, when I hired him, we also were doing QR codes on all of our signs and text campaigns. We gave the consumer four ways to contact us. They could call a 1-800 number, they could call a cell phone number, they could text us, and they could scan a QR code. Uh, So we were ahead of our time by probably 10 years when it came to QR codes, people were like, how do you scan this? You had to like download an app to scan. If you guys remember that, I don't think Apple released their uh, camera scanner until like 2017. So for all of those in the minutia that are understanding what I'm talking about, a lot of you probably have an admin person and that admin person probably wears several hats. They're running signs, they're running your marketing ads, they're keeping track of an Excel spreadsheet. And that's great. Um, I, I was doing so many transactions that my first admin that I hired, Kim, her primary focus was paperwork, making sure all the I's were dotted, all the T's were crossed. And then I hired Kevin to run more operations to oversee Kim, as well as track everything in the Excel spreadsheet. He also started managing all of our databases when it's related to um, GoDaddy accounts, websites, search engine optimization campaigns. He ran our Boomtown ads. 
um, anything and everything essentially back office. That was his role. And I was still producing. Um, from 2011 to 2014, when we launched the team, I was still the active role of selling. And as anyone knows that's in an active role, 80% of your time should be spent prospecting, 20% actively serving the client. I would give all the buyer leads off to my buyer's agents and then I would work all the listing leads and all my agents would give me the listing leads. And I ran that way for about three years. My first year from 2011 to 2012, we ended up doing 240 sides. So we grew over 300%. And all we had up to that point was a full-time admin person and an operations manager. Our next hire was another admin. Uh, what we found, depending upon how much service you provide, on the transaction. Usually one admin can do about 150 sides a year. I've heard of admin doing 500 sides. I've heard of admin only doing 20 sides. It just depends on the value you offer to your agent. I know now at our brokerage KW Elite, we have an entire slew of services that we offer to our agents and we truly take it from contract to close where the agent doesn't have to set up a home inspection. But it just depends on how much value you want that admin to offer. And over time, you'll start to recognize like you don't need to continue um, paying them more. You should probably hire another admin because your admin don't want you to hire someone else. They'd rather just make more money. And that's one of the negatives of paying bonuses tied to each transaction. There's going to come a point of diminishing return where you're paying the admin more per transaction, but they're actually doing less work per transaction and you're better off hiring a second. So I'd highly recommend just paying a base, tiny bump on a bonus, but cap the bonus so that there's no way where you end up putting yourself in a position where it de-incentivizes the admin for wanting a second admin or a fifth admin because they're going to lose revenue. So after the second admin was hired and we had the operations role and our team started growing, we went from 2011 to 2012, we had six agents. 2012 to 2013, we had 12 agents. Our team doubled in size and our intent was to double our sales again. And we went from like 240 sides to 325 sides and then 325 sides to 430 sides. And so from 2011 to 2014, we, we exploded and we started getting on a lot of podcasts. For those that still listen to GSDMO, Josh Smith, Toby Salgado, back in the day, Pat Hyde been back in the day and the list goes on and on. And I was probably on hundreds of podcasts in that little time frame because our, we just exploded and everyone's like, what was the secret to your success? And I created what we now would call our keynote, which is class. And it stood for culture, leads, accountability, systems, and strategies. And we were able to boil down. Most of our success really just came down to that simple acronym. Um, but of course, you don't hear leveraged roles in that acronym. But the leveraged roles was the magic behind the acronym. Accountability requires an accountability coach. Systems and strategies requires an operations manager and admin support. Lead gen requires a marketing director. So there's people behind each of the letters inside of that acronym. And I was personally holding agents accountable in a weekly accountability meeting for 20 minutes every week for two years. And the way I would structure that and how I'd recommend those listening to structure it is we'd have our team meeting once a week and we'd call it a team accountability meeting. So I'd give updates, I'd give a recap of what happened the week before, if there was any special trainings or anything special coming up, we'd make announcements. But the most important part of that meeting was we'd go around the circle of people in the room and we'd ask them, what's their call goal? How many calls did they actually make based on their call goal? How many appointments did they set? How many listings did they list? How many buyers did they put under contract? And how many total hours did they spend prospecting? We've done that for 10 years, every week. And after that team meeting is over, we have one hour of team training. And after the team training was over every Monday, and it doesn't have to be a Monday, but I like Mondays, it's just a jumpstart the week. I would meet with every agent for 20 minutes. 
And I would just go back to back to back all day long. It was exhausting for anyone that's done accountability meetings because as we all know, it's not just business, it's mostly personal. A lot of times people's big, uh, biggest inability, I think, to take the next step in their business is because of what's going on in their personal lives. And so I spend a lot of time with people talking more about the living and leading the life of their dreams and what are the obstacles keeping them from making their calls or for defining the life that they want or for not showing up at the office or whatever the case might be. And after the two years of doing that and recognizing it was a huge suck of my time and my time was probably better spent recruiting agents, I decided to hire a full-time success manager. And so we've talked about admin, we've talked about operations, and then we have success management, or you could call it a team coach. Um, a great book that speaks to this um, concept of having a coach, and now I'm drawing a blank, is The Dream Manager. Um, it's an amazing book. It talks all about a janitorial company that has 700 employees, and I'm not going to steal any thunder of the book. But in essence, they end up hiring life coaches and financial planners to help people that have never had really great education in, in their life and never been motivated and never been held accountable, take their life to the next level. And that's how, that's what we started doing with our success manager. Um, we hired our success manager from within. It's Andy Cuny. Andy was one of the best agents when it came to me as the success manager, holding someone accountable. He always was making his calls. He was always setting up his to-dos, following up with people, showing up to meetings, showing up to trainings. And he had the highest conversion ratio on the internet leads. And so he proved that he could follow the process. So who better to lead other people? And I don't remember the exact salary. He'll probably disagree with me on this, but I know when he went into half-time, part-time, 20 hours a week, I was paying him 50,000 a year. And Kevin's salary um, I was paying a total of 114000 a year, but it started off where he just got paid, I think, per, like a base. And then I paid him per house that he took pictures of. But it ended up him, he got all the way up to like hundred and fourteen grand, and um, Andy had other ways to generate revenue as well. But I want to always give people the ability to continue to increase their income based on their production and or the results that they're getting for the company. So however you choose to structure that, do it, do it in a way that makes sense. And so we had the admin role, the ops manager role, the success manager role. Um, the biggest struggle with me relinquishing that to Andy was, of course, the relationships that I had built with agents one-on-one. -on -one. So some agents didn't see Andy as a leader. They saw him as a peer. And I think I probably kept two or three dysfunctionally. I kept them in their one-on-ones with me. But over time, everyone started meeting with Andy. And to this day, now we're recording this in 2022, Andy still is the success manager for anyone inside of our brokerage. We have 200 agents. And I was 100% out of the active role of selling real estate. And I went into more of a role of leadership where I started focusing more on processes, perfecting lead gen, perfecting accountability, perfecting lead conversion, perfecting our systems, perfecting our processes. Um, and I started getting more into recruiting and understanding the types of people we wanted to recruit by running the DISC test. Um, I then started looking at ancillary businesses because up to that point, I had really worked hard on strategic partnerships so that we could offset all of our costs. Um, and as many of you have probably heard me talk about, the best companies to go to for strategic partnerships are mortgage, title, insurance, home inspection, home warranty, because they make the most off the transaction. But I wanted to have ownership in those ancillaries, the ones in which I knew our company was going to drive the most business. So in 14, when after we had done over 400 transactions, I knew that we had a lot to offer when it came to supporting ancillary businesses. And we launched an insurance company and we launched a title company. Um, our team 
exploded. Um, we went from 400 deals to over 700 in just three more years from 14 to 17, becoming the number one team in the world at Berkshire Hathaway, uh, which caught the attention of Keller Williams. And in 2019, we joined the brokerage of Keller Williams. We went from 30 agents to over 200 in the last two years. And today, as we record this episode, we're rounding that 200 agent count. Uh, we're running a mortgage company now. Of course, our coaching company, Elite Real Estate Systems. We have a call center in the Philippines called Thousand Calls a Day. Uh, we've got a obviously the real estate brokerage and a handful of other smaller businesses that run parallel to the real estate company. And all of this was possible because of leveraged roles. And still, as people go, how do you do all of these things? And they think that I'm a magician. The truth is I'm, I'm not doing any of the things. I'm finding the right people who are implementers, who are in their lane. And I'm here as a supporting arm to help them live and lead the lives of their dreams while serving in an active role, which they would look at as their job, but recognizing that they have an exit. Everyone has an exit it into a passive role if that's what they want. Most people are complacent in some ways and I think are satisfied working in the role that they're in and that's 100% fine. But it's always been my intention to build a business that allowed people to become the best version of themselves so that they could truly lead and live the life of their dreams. And that's what I want for all of our podcast listeners out there that follow the Team Building Podcast independent of what business you're in. Um, by creating leveraged roles, you personally can make more money, less time, less energy, move out of active roles, more into passive roles and focus on the things that you're passionate about. Focus on the things that you love, both in your business and in your personal life. If somebody hasn't already looked into partnering with us in coaching, we really would love to invite you to take advantage of Elite Real Estate Systems Team Leader Coaching. We have a lot of special incentives right now where we can offer you a 50% off discount for three months. It's normally $9.97. We can bring it down to $4.97. For more information about that and to see our our schedule of what's covered in team leader coaching, you can go to growwithers.com. For those that are on the team leader product, you get Monday, Wednesday agent training for free. It's an additional add-on. If you just want agent training and you're listening right now and you don't want to be a team leader, um, that's only $97 a month, every Monday, Wednesday. But the only way to get team leader is to sign up for team leader. And then if you also get uh, investing training every Tuesday. So my best friend and I, Clint Bartlett, own a company called Dynamic Properties. And we've acquired over $20 million in real estate in just the last five years. Uh, that's about 150 doors in and around the Omaha area. And Clint, for the last two years, has been training all of our elite real estate systems clients who are on the team leader product that want to attend on Tuesdays, how to build investment portfolios in your market. So I know I just said a lot. Um, you don't need to listen to this all again. Just set up a demo call. You can go to growwithers.com to set up your demo call. But we want to make sure everyone's taking advantage of the content. And it's great content. We get a lot of good feedback from our clients. Uh, that implement these things. It works. It works in every market. It doesn't matter where you're located. Uh, would love to see you on our next high-level team leader call, which like I said, the month of July is going to be all focused on leveraged roles. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you.